You might have seen this um, next story over the weekend, my next guest. To say that Kelvin Redvers has already had a storied career is a bit of an understatement. The member of the Dene Nation from the Northwest Territories uh, and Vancouver-based filmmaker and producer has a shelf full of awards already. His first short film, Dancing Cop, was featured at the Toronto International Film Festival. So it was no surprise that a trip to the most prestigious, prestigious film festival in the world would be a logical step. Can. I've never been. It looks like fun. Um, so Redvers, Redvers was there with a group of six Indigenous filmmakers in a business program at Capilano University uh, with the backing of the Indigenous Screen Office and Telefilm. But when it came time to walk the red carpet for a premiere on Sunday, he thought he'd wear a piece of home for the big occasion. And that exposed some cracks in the festival's allowances for cultural formal wear, footwear to be specific. I won't give away what happened next because uh, Kelvin tells the story much better than I ever will. So joining me now is Kelvin Redverse. Thank you so much for your time tonight. Hi there. Thanks for having me. Um, what was it like to be in Cannes? I mean, it, it, it always looks like such a great event from the outside and you're a filmmaker. What was it like to finally set foot in the, uh, I guess sort of the, the, the high church of film? <laughs> yeah, your assessment is correct. Uh, it was, uh, staggering and incredible to be able to be, um, at part of this festival. Also just the whole area where this festival takes in is like absolutely beautiful. Um, and just to feel that, you know, you're there with the world, basically. Like, there's um, folks from all over, everywhere, every corner of the earth, everybody who works in the film industry, they all kind of gather at Cannes. And so just being there was a huge honor. Um, and especially to be there with a bunch of other Indigenous filmmakers, you know. The whole goal is that there just isn't a ton of representation, um, you know, in the world media scene when it comes to Indigenous folks. And especially when it comes to producers, there's um, a bit of a vacuum that there really needs to be more. And so we're a part of this wonderful program, as you mentioned, through Capilano and supported by, you know, Warner Media and all the folks that you mentioned. And so, you know, we're there to bring indigeneity to the festival, but also for us to promote our own projects. Um, you know, uh, all six of us have what I think are some pretty great projects on the go. And so we were there to meet with distributors and sales agents and really the entire uh, trip generally was a, was a huge success in terms of us, you know, coming home with contacts and, and business cards and, you know, ready to take over the media industry with an indigenous perspective. That's ultimately the goal. And I think we're on the way, um, but there definitely, um, there's a few bumps along the way. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really, we'll get to the bumps for sure. Was there a lot of interest there in, in, in the work you're doing and, and, and what you're, what you're bringing to the table? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think generally there, there's, there, there has been kind of a, a turning point that has been hit in terms of the kind of appetite for like diverse voices in world cinema. And that's actually kind of what people are looking for now is like folks are actually searching for authenticity and searching for it from like, you know, the corners of the globe that often aren't heard from. And so, you know, there's always kind of buzzwords that are being passed around um, in terms of like what's being looked for, but like, you know, kind of really local, authentic stories seem to be what people are looking for. And, um, you know, I, I had just shot my first feature film just a few weeks ago called Cold Road. Um, and so I was busy talking that up a little bit. And I'm also working on um, trying to raise interest in the next feature that I want to do, which uh, is going to be a uh, <laughs> Indigenous rooftop hostage thriller. <laughs> and so... Uh, <laughs> 
there's a lot of interest in genre films right now, and, and it was yeah. incredible how many folks were, were, were quite intrigued at this project I have going on, and so it's been kind of fun to just pitch to these bigwigs, you know? I see. <laughs> Kelvin, if that's your elevator pitch, it's good. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, thank you. I, uh, I'm pretty stoked um, for it. It's going to be expensive, but sometimes you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> aim high. Um, so you get invited to a premiere on Sunday night, um, and, and then this other story, The Bump, begins. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, to give some context, I, I've sort of known for several weeks that this trip was upcoming, and um, I, I've been to, you know, a few award shows here in BC. Um, I um, won a Jack Webster Award, which is like a journalism award. And, and you know, when I go to events like this, it's like, well, I want to reflect my culture because, you know, it's important to me. I'm, I'm from a little, little corner of the world up in Northwest Territories, and I'm very proud to be Dene and, and growing up, you know, I was, I was involved with my culture and being on the land and, and sometimes clothing can be quite a big part of how you reflect yourself. And so in our family, moccasins had always had a really important place. Uh, my grandma, when she was alive, would take great care to make sure that every single one of us kids, me and my siblings had, you know, new moccasins that, that were well taken care of and beautifully beaded with fur um, and for a lot of Denny folks, moccasins are highly treasured and, you know, like, um, people, when they get married, they wear their moccasins and that's been happening. I, I had a, uh, a family friend reach out and sent his photo from the nineties when he got married in his moccasins and then a photo of his parents who got married in the thirties and his dad was wearing moccasins. <laughs> and so, uh, I was really excited to wear moccasins as I often do to, you know, formal events and ceremonial events. And especially because my sister is now the, uh, the family uh, creator of moccasins. And so she created, um, you know, a beautiful pair of moccasins for me and had gifted them to me. And I was just ecstatic to be able to be able to go to the festival and reflect my culture. Um, now, Can has pretty strict clothing rules when it comes to red carpet events. And I kind of knew that, you know, they sort of expect black suits, bow ties and, you know, dresses. But there is always allowances for, you know, what, what's called, I guess, formal wear from different nationalities. So if someone shows up in a kilt, you know, they, they're, they're allowed in because there's a generalized understanding that a kilt is a formal piece of clothing to a Scottish person or someone, you know, in a, in a Indian traditional outfit, a sari, will, will be allowed in because it's generally understood that, you know, this is a formal piece of their clothing and, you know, they're not taking off people's turbans or things like that. And so... My assumption was, well, this is this is for me as a Denny person. The moccasin is that. So didn't really think that it was going to be much of an issue. <laughs> um, and so I arrived at, we, we were recommended to make sure that we take part in like at least one kind of one of the, the fancy schmancy red carpets, which I was really quite looking forward to. And so the earlier in that day, um, it was on the Sunday, I was supposed to get ready to go to this uh, this red carpet events and I planned my outfit ahead of time and tried my moccasins on and took a few photos with my cohort and I was super stoked and I sent it around to like our team and everybody's like, yeah, that looks awesome. <laughs> but, they uh, look great, got... by the way. I'll, I'll preface everyone to say they look great. They're white beaded. They're really great looking. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, well, I, you know, I, I wore mostly what it is that they expect, right? I, I had the black suit, I had the bow tie and the white shirt and the dress pants and everything, but instead of you know, formal shoes. I had my formal moccasins. Um, 
And so I went to the red carpet, and there's several checkpoints to get to the red carpet. Um, you can't just sort of walk on. There's, um, you know, gates with folks who check your tickets and also check the, the, the outfit you're wearing. And so I'd gone through the first gate, but I had my moccasins in a little bag because I, I didn't want to wear them too long on the pavement. And so once I got through the first checkpoint, I, I put on my moccasins and very quickly was flagged. <laughs> by the staff who said, uh, no, <laughs> you can't wear those. Um, and I tried to explain it. And I was like, yeah, but like, you know, this is, this is formal wear. Um, this is, this is for my culture. This isn't just me wearing this thing. This is important to my people. And they kind of hemmed and hawed and I got passed along to a few different folks in the hierarchy and they kind of escorted me back to the first checkpoints, um, after a few minutes. And I'd been texting with my, my gang, my cohort, and our mentors, and, and they were there. And one of our um, mentors, Trish from Screen Siren, who's kind of helping us navigate the festival, speaks French. And she's tried explaining to the staff members that this isn't, you know, this isn't just like um, me trying to get away with something. Like, it's an important traditional cultural piece of clothing. And they really weren't listening. And then there was a... Um, almost a bouncer, you could call him, but like a really aggressive security guard that kind of hit his limit and very aggressively demanded immediately that I leave um, and to take my moccasins with me. And I had to leave. I had to leave. And he kind of got in my face. And uh, in a really intense, kind of sad, sad way, um, there's actually a photo that one of one of our team, Christine from Screen Siren, had grabbed of me just kind of looking baffled and hurt at what was happening because I'm sort of being treated like a criminal, but all I was trying to do was just wear my family's moccasins, you know, in this formal place. And so yeah, it seems, I mean, it's one thing to be sort of said, well, you know, we don't know, we don't understand. Um, yeah. It was like, I was a vandal um, or like a criminal and he was like, get out. And I was like, <laughs> I just, I'm just trying to, you know, be a show of my culture. And he right. just was like, get out. I'm speaking with Kelvin Redvers. He's a uh, Dene indigenous film producer and filmmaker. Um, and he was just in Cannes, the the grand, the, sort of the, the, not to use an old term, but sort of the granddaddy of all film festivals, the most prestigious <laughs> film festival in the world, and uh, was booted off the red carpet uh, for wearing a pair of moccasins that his sister had made for him that he was wearing for the occasion uh, to bring a little piece of home, a piece of culture. And that is by many, under most circumstances, completely allowed at Cannes, but it turned out in this circumstance, it was not. We'll get to the fact that there was a bit of a learning moment and a, and a, and a bit of a positive ending to all this. And I'll let Kelvin finish his story when we get back. I have the pleasure of having Kelvin Redvers on the show this half hour. We're talking about his recent trip to the Cannes Film Festival. Uh, Kelvin is a uh, from the Dene Nation in the Northwest Territories, born and raised, but um, a Vancouver-based producer and filmmaker. Uh, and was there uh, doing a lot of stuff, but wore moccasins that his sister had made him on the red carpet at Cannes, and it ended up being ejected by quite aggressively by security. Um, how this this ended off i mean this night well, must have been did you just go back to the hotel at that point kelvin and then try to figure no, it out so that that night i i it, this possibly was going to be my only chance to to you know see a film at the palais the festival to palais and so i um switched into the shoes they thought would be appropriate um and went to the movie that said i 
kind of had a hard time watching it. I was kind of distracted. And um, as you said, it was kind of a darker moment. Uh, I definitely wasn't very pleased, but I'm thankful in a lot of ways because the the team that I was with was really thoughtful um, and they understood what had happened and, and that, you know, I didn't necessarily have the kind of energy or like, you know, the tenacity to sort of process this all, but they stood up for what had happened. And so um, Trish and Christine from Screen Siren and, and Carrie from the Indigenous Screen Office, some of the folks we were with in Telefilm, went to the Festival Brass and explained what happened and said, hey, this this is unacceptable. And, um, you know, what's what's absolutely incredible is that the the heads, some of the heads of the Cannes Film Festival agreed, and they agreed to sit in person uh, with me and um, a rep from the Indigenous Screen Office and with Telefilm to um, have a conversation and to apologize. And so the next day at like 2 p.m., less than 24 hours later, the, one of the heads of the Cannes Film Festival sat down in person to hear, you know, more or less this story um, and apologized for what this security guard had done and to hear sort of what it is like, you know, what this piece of clothing was. Because what was interesting to me is they, 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 they almost, they seem to have had no awareness of, of this piece of clothing of a moccasin. And so they, you know, they, they would understand and speak to, you know, how things like kilts or, or saris and that kind of stuff is like, you know, accepted and understood, but they, um, had never been too exposed to this. And, and, and they'd even said like, oh, like, you know, even if you'd gotten through the sort of more formal um, hierarchy of getting to the, you know, whoever the decider is at the red carpet, that there there's a good chance they would have still said no. Um, and I think it's just purely that, that with a lack of Indigenous representation at this festival, they literally didn't understand what it was that they were looking at. And I think they just thought that these were like, you know, slippers that were important to me as opposed to a cultural item, you know, right. that like has value to thousands of Dene, but also like not only the Dene, like, you know, so many cultures across all of North America, you know, this is an important um, clothing object and it can be both, you know, just like a household object, but also hold a lot of kind of sacred value and meaning. Um, and, you know, it's filled with cultural, um, you know, a, a lot of significance. And so it was also interesting because in some ways they were saying that like if I had kind of been dressed head to toe in some sort of regalia, that they would have right. been more right. expectant, that that's what, you know, if I had a headdress and all sorts of stuff, that's like, oh yeah, that's that's what a, a native person looks like. Yes, yes, come in. As opposed to, you know, something subtle and blended where, right. you know, I'm, I'm not going to bring, you know, I'm going to a, a film festival just to sit in the audience. You know, I think a moccasin is a, is a reasonable small symbol of my culture and it doesn't make sense always to dress in regalia um now if, if i'm the, if i'm not mistaken though I'm just i'm running out of time i'm sorry I, you did get to wear the moccasins on the red carpet <laughs> did you not <laughs> yeah and so so we yes. argued we were like hey yes this this is cultural we need to have a conversation about this you know down the line and the indigenous green office folks are going to be in contact with them of the type of stuff that you could see an indigenous person wear. And they said, what would you like? And I said, I want to walk the red carpet with my moccasins. So <laughs> That's great. they got me the ticket for that night. My colleague Ryan also had a ticket. So him and I showed up, he had brought his moccasins for the same purpose. And now yep. both of us kind of had the, the right of way to wear them. We got to the gate and the first person was like, Nope, can't wear those. But the second person who had a bit more authority saw us knew what was going on and waved us through. I saw uh, the photo. 
It's a great yeah. photo. <laughs> it's probably the best part of the festival for them to say, yep, let them in, and to be able to stroll up to the red carpets with our moccasins to show off our culture and um, to take some classy photos, because I think the whole look is pretty classy, and I'm glad that we got to good. reflect it. Yeah, yeah. you look in Marion Cotillard was wearing combat boots, you know, I thought it was, um, <laughs> yeah. I, only, I only have about 40 seconds, so I, I usually try not to ask the last question, but overall, a good experience despite uh, there was, you know, in the grand scheme of things? Yeah, for sure. I, I'm excited. I'm excited for all of the movies that are going to come out of this from our, our crew of, of, of filmmakers. Like I think in the coming years, you're going to see the, the, the fruits of the labor of a trip like this. And thanks to all the support that we've been getting um, for us to be able to do this. And this, this conversation has been happening around the world. Now, this story is like everywhere, uh, literally across the globe. And I'm glad that people are talking about indigenous footwear or like indigenous cultural items and where they belong and that they do belong in places like him. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm glad it ended better than it began for the red carpet. Calvin, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it. Good luck with, uh, with both the first uh, film you finished and the hostage one on the roof. That sounds fascinating. Look forward <laughs> yeah, to it. Sure. Keep an eye out for cold road and don't look down coming to theaters. Near All right. You. <laughs> don't look down. All right. Calvin Redvers. Thank you so much. Thank you.